you get to this point and people are like, oh, you're doing a bit better, you know, you're starting to improve. And the, the uh, you notice that the support is there, but it, it kind of drops away a little bit. And it, I think that's a really dangerous time for anyone going through this is I was happy and I knew why I was happy because I had a solution. I absolutely had a solution and that was to go and take my own life. You're listening to Trade Mutt's 120 Grit Podcast, the podcast for the working class, hosted by Dan Allen and Ed Ross, the co-founders of Trade Mutt. If you're a fan of Trade Mutt's 120 Grit, we'd love to hear what you think. Send us a message on Facebook or Instagram or shoot us an email at admin at trademutt.com. Hamish Clark is a carpenter by trade and a builder who is excelling as a business owner. His investment into further education beyond what you learn on the tools, as well as investing in himself personally, has led to a very promising young business where Hamish has the opportunity to work on it rather than in it. The path that Hamish has taken to get to this point hasn't been easy. Being relentlessly bullied from a young age, as well as working in toxic environments as an apprentice, did not help Hamish's already lacking self-confidence. His struggles with depression, as well as finding his purpose in life, took him down a very dark path where Hamish decided to end his own life. We talk openly with Hamish about his experiences, what it was like navigating through his emotional struggles, and how he is now thriving beyond his experiences through a journey of self-discovery with a young and growing family. If hearing conversations regarding suicide bring up any issues for you, this might not be the podcast for you. Reach out to a loved one, trusted support network, or you can always contact Lifeline on 13 11 14. But first, here's a message about our legendary sponsors who make this podcast for the working class possible. QuoteSpec is the newest building and construction quoting app created and designed by a working builder. Produce job-winning professional quotes in minutes with QuoteSpec's cloud-based quoting software. Get your free trial at www.quotespec.com and be prepared to get your life back. Get it back. Uh, mate, how do you get this pencil to work? Yeah, thanks. What do you get a... Yeah, it's pushed down on top. Oh, it's a pacer. Oh. Too technical, mate. Wow. All right. Welcome to the uh, new episode of Trade Mutt's 120 Grit Podcast, the podcast for the working class. Yeah. You know it and so do I. Now, we're uh, lucky to have a, a good mate of ours, a bloke that dons our shirts on a regular basis. Uh, he's the owner of Hammered Constructions. Uh, he's got a Master's of Business Administration, and he's an all-round thrill seeker, the man himself, Mr. Hamish Clark. How you doing? Mate, welcome. Cheers. Welcome to the studio. Thank you. Thank you. have been looking forward to it. You're certainly not camera shy. No, not at all. <laughs> Pretty hard when you're this good looking, right? We have had you locked in for a while now. It's We've been wanting to have this chat for a good while. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. And I'm... Been looking to get it out there for a bit too. Where did we meet? Was it um, at the Brett's, Brett's trade show? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Applefield. I was riding solo there too. Yeah, yeah. I was away. Yeah. We went and had a chat. I'm always on my own when we have to have the hard conversations. <laughs> Not today. God, <laughs> it's a three-way chat here. So yeah, that was apples. That's right. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Aaron Apple Applefield himself. Yeah, because I'd been in conversation with him, and then he goes, "You should talk to these boys." How does he know all the good blokes? What he, is it with apples? He's just a good dude. What does he know? All the good blokes. Oh, he looks after people. Although he's, it's really only one. Your number must not be in his phone. <laughs> Mate, I'm on speed dial. <laughs> Love it. Well, um, I guess we should uh, get a little backstory. I've never met a builder before who's who's been to who's got a you know a masters two two masters. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Go figure. I didn't think tradies could even go to uni. Although we've been to uni. We've been. I to actually sh- have been to uni. Have you? Yeah. yeah. I went to That's Marcus. Good. 
Well, well, I was referring to QUT. That yeah. we were, well, we've also been to a university. university. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> me, me too. Did, did some carpentry maintenance at one. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, there's Swung nothing better than uh, rocking up to uh, the university to check on your job when you got your full gown on for graduation. You just look at the faces of the academics like, oh. God. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I guess, did you plan on going to uni? Not at when all. When you were at school? Not at all. Did you plan on getting a trade? Not at all. I wanted to go out west and... Work on the farm, just like my dad. And uh, obviously they had properties before, but they'd sold out a long time before I hit the scene. And Bloody sellouts. Yeah, I know, I know. Probably we lucky now, mate. Oh, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But yeah, no, I, uh, I went out west as a ringer for a bit, up to Cape York, and uh, certainly uh, put some... Some man into me, that's for sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> We're a long way from anywhere, but I tell you, it still stayed straight. Broke, <laughs> broke back joke. Yeah, that's right. Just for the listeners. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it was it was, it was uh, an interesting year, um, being a young lad and all. But uh, yeah, then headed back into town and um, realised that 120 bucks a week wasn't really going to cut it. Is that what they, is that what you get paid? Yeah, you're an, you're a trainee. It was nothing. 120 bucks, but then you've got your. Uh, rent, I suppose you get your rent. And it was a long time food ago. And was, um, I look a lot older than I actually look. Oh, well, I like to think so. Spring chicken. Spring chicken, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So you didn't really know what you wanted to do? Not at all. I, I went through school, really struggled through school. Um, How so? Oh, so um, I just didn't want to be there. Um, I got bullied really badly, um, even from the beginning. But my first day at school, I came home and said, that's it, Mum, I'm done. I've learned everything I need to know. I'm going out uh, west. What I oh, like six. when you finish school? Oh, oh, at age six. Age six, yeah. yeah. So mum was like, well, we've got a 12-year battle on our hands here. Wow. Anyway. Um, I've, l- I've learnt everything I need to know. <laughs> Mate, I a crash course. Crash course, six years old. Mate. Loved it. What? How? The, the bullying piece. What? Yeah, look, it, it definitely started um, early, really early on. I actually got pulled out of that school because of the bullying. Oh, wow. Big wing nut ears. And, Same. You know, yeah. Same. I oh, made it tough. And, yeah. like, kids can be cruel. They don't look. Definitely at that age, you don't know, but you don't realise the things you say are very hurtful. Mm. But, you know, you, you've got to grow that resilience as well. So a little bit here and there, but people need to know when to stop. So, yeah. Yeah, for my, sure. My, um, on the back of my year 12 rugby jersey, wingnut. Yeah, mine said ADD. <laughs> ADD? Did yeah. Really? It's because I had it. Yeah, right. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and everyone just, yeah, like I got, I got, I had some me- much meaner names than that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. no, it wasn't, wasn't much fun. So this is pre-social um, media. Days, oh, very pre-social media. Yeah, it was relentless. But absolutely. Relentless. But I guess at least it, you got to escape it at home. Yeah, I look, I did. I had like, I have to say, my family have always been extremely supportive. I've come from an excellent family, like no divorce, no hard luck stories, none of that. Mm. Um, a very stable family. Yeah, right. That's that's really critically important yeah for sure and it probably helped me later in life un- inadvertently strong support network absolutely is that bullying stuff is that something is that stuck with you like is that yeah has yeah. it scarred you oh absolutely yeah absolutely I, i'd be lying to say it hadn't because yeah. it wasn't until much later in life when certain things happen which we'll discuss in a minute that i uh it, it just it just boiled up inside me uh. and you just i'm like Where's that coming from? Yeah, well, yeah. just don't even know. You don't expect it, it's, yeah. and it, it just blindsides you. Yeah, absolutely blindsides you. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, we will talk about that. The importance of mm. working through stuff. Yeah, uh, it's a yeah, it's critical. Yeah. really, isn't it in the long run? Absolutely. Well, yeah. mate, how did you get into uh, into carpentry? What? So I'd been labouring for a builder about oh, fifteen, you know, just helping out and that sort of stuff. And I came back and um, laboured for him again. And he's like, "Do you want an apprenticeship?" I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'll give it a go. I've got you know, nothing else I want to do, and I like working with my hands. I really enjoy it. And um, yeah, 
got into it. So. Yeah, right. So you did that obviously locally here in Brizzy? I did. Um, and that was an interesting experience. Um, I wouldn't say he was the greatest boss in the world. Um, I was sacked for something that I wasn't even on site for. Uh, <laughs> that was a laugh. Um, so, yeah, again, there was a, quite a bit of bullying. I'm not sure he recognised that. Um, he obviously had his own demons to deal with. But, uh, yeah, it certainly, you know, I felt pretty bad. But um, having the, my time in the Cape really helped me because yeah. other guys were getting bullied and might be borderline in tears. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can take that. I've had a bit worse than that. But So are we talking like building site building style site. bullying where it's called like, I don't know, hazing? Like that, no, like, that is stuff it, doesn't worry me. Yeah. I don't take that kind of crap anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was more like you are physically the dumbest person I have ever met. Just and just relentless. And, you, and you're like, I've never been shown, I've never been taught, how can you expect me to suddenly be awesome when I've been shifting piles of bark for six months at your house? I can't hang a door. No surprises there. Well, we now know that that stuff is all like deflecting Know, oh, of course. Other people's Absolutely. Their, their own pain, their own unhappiness onto you. But yeah, at the time, at that, that age, that doesn't make it any easier. No, it doesn't. And and until you can get out of that situation and gain perspective, see mm. the forest from the trees, mm. you, you just, yeah, you're in it and you don't understand. Yeah, there was an interesting thing. I saw it on LinkedIn last night. It was a guy, it was shot in America, and there's this Uber driver driving through a car park and this bloke's sort of backing out and uh, he almost had a prang. And the guy in the car that was backing out comes out and just starts like abusing and yelling and screaming at this bloke. And the passenger in the Uber was saying to the the the, the driver, like, you know, why aren't you reacting? And like the driver was just sitting there smiling and like sort of just waving at him. And uh, it's obviously a put together thing, but he yeah. said, uh, you know, people are like uh, garbage trucks. Um, people they collect lots of crap that's going on in their lives and every now and then they've got to dump it somewhere and Absolutely. every now and then you're the poor bastard that's got to cop it. So rather than screaming back at them and creating more garbage, just smile and wave and yeah, keep well, about your day. That's it. You can't have an argument with someone who doesn't want to have one. Yeah. <laughs> it's really simple. Well, I was, I, talking, I, when I was talking to my uncle about that as well last <laughs> night about how, you know, there's lots of stuff happening in the, at, at the moment in, uh, you know, in the media and lots of different you know, mm positions and what people's ideas are but you can't really state anything anymore and have an actual argument because no matter what you put out there someone's just like mate you're a dickhead shut up you know what i mean like they just like there's there's no form of actual arguing or communicating like that anymore no like it's it's changing so weird we are going on a bit of tangent here but like online you know you can't have those sorts of things it'll be scary in the long run yeah i I think it's i think everyone is entitled to opinion i think that's the greatest thing about australia you can have an opinion and not get shot for it (laughs) I think that's important. But people are at the moment, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but you've yeah. also got the birth of the internet troll who just <laughs> that's what I mean. shits and giggles. Like it's not, it's they just, just roll people it, up. And it's kind of funny because it's like just poking the bear to get a reaction, you know what I mean? But so that's, it's like, yeah. And I it's think counterproductive to, you know, actually is. being able to have a debate. But Long yeah. term, I think it's going to, um, yeah, have a, a pretty big impact. But yeah. so, yeah, did you finish your apprenticeship with him? Oh, I didn't, no. It was actually the best thing that happened to me getting moving on. Um uh, I won't go into detail about how it went down, but uh, I was pretty upset and I moved on and I started working with this bloke and he was really good to me. Um, he just taught me everything yeah. and like it built my confidence. Yeah. And then I left him and I went and worked for another really good builder and my confidence grew and it grew and I became a good tradesman. Like, I mean, a, a great tradesman. Um, and I don't mean that arrogantly. Like I was hungry to learn everything and I just put 110% into it. Yeah. Really loved it. Yeah. Well, it's an important part of when you're doing any sort of trade is being across as much as you can mm. and asking as many questions. Yeah, and you really don't flourish. You don't realise it, but one day it just connects. Yeah, I had and that day. Sp- you, it was faster. a cracker. 
and things aren't getting you're not making the mistakes you used to make yeah, yeah well the important. process because it's especially with carpentry mm. it's uh, you you get there and you've got to know what it's going to look like in six months time yeah but you've got to be able to have done it a few times then you can be like oh yeah I yeah know this is going to turn out now. yeah you see the plans and in, in, in your head it's in 3d yeah Thing is, with tradies, is not every tradie is a good teacher. That's not everyone has the temperament to put the time in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, unfortunately for those people, they're just not cut out to have an apprentice. No, because it will create that bad experience. Does. And it's a deflection as well, because often yeah. if the apprentice makes a mistake, it's them venting their frustration for the fact that they haven't taken ownership, ownership yeah. over that. They mm. really need to. It's a lot easier to blame them. Mm. So many people just go to work as well, and they just don't want any outside noise. They just want to go there, do their work, no distractions, yeah. and just piss off. You yeah. know what I mean? That's which fine. Is, which is totally fine, yeah. but that's probably not conducive to you know really good teamwork, which no. obviously... You, know, you need. Yeah, you need. So, you know, but that's just part and parcel. So, yeah, we're all cut from different cloths. <laughs> exactly so. right. <laughs> so, you started your own uh, own business when you were quite young. 23, yeah. So, um, 2008, we had a bit of that GFC in the build I was working for went broke. And golden uh, fried chicken. Oh, yeah, yeah. The golden fried chicken. Golden. Haven't you, GFC? <laughs> it was uh, raw. Sell it at servos. Yeah, so I, I just got a, a new ute and a, a job and a, and a, a bloody big loan. And, uh, you know, just starting out. And uh, anyway. I Alone for the car. For the car, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And very little else to my name. And, um, you know, I had a bit of work with some people, but I, I went out and I formed a company structure and I started, you know, contracting and, and taking on jobs and quoting jobs. And I did realise I had a bit of a knack for that stuff. Um, and, and I enjoyed that, but I didn't have the business acumen behind it. And I, I that, that really let me down. Um, and I made some mistakes. Absolutely, I did. I got taken advantage of, for sure, um, and it put me in a big financial hole, and it was really tough to get out of, so, yeah. Ouch, mate, I just hate, like, that, just the thought of that makes me, like, uh, that's just an awful position to be in. Yeah, it is. Especially and it, as a young bloke. Yeah, like, and you don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. And, and you, you, like, going back that far, you, you, there was no one really to turn to, and you'd turn to people and you go, can you tell me how to do this? And they, they couldn't tell you because they didn't know. So you're getting bad advice from people who don't know what they're doing mm. so, and there's no precedent set it's really it's a shame Ma- Marto from Triple M reckons the only way he'll go back to building is cost plus <laughs> yeah well you know <laughs> he I, loves cost plus who doesn't well, who does? but you know there's still ways to get to get there and, and make it profitable you can turn it on its head but you've got to be willing to work on yourself so how did that being in that financial hole I mean talking bring it back to mental health well, it wouldn't stuff, have felt like a hole fi- but I oh. mean, finances and relationships two of the biggest factors. That, yeah, you know, yeah. Look, luckily for me, I like, I was single at that point. Um, I did have some. I did have a relationship that wasn't going very well, um, and uh, yeah, it, it was over a period of a couple of years that it, it just went worse and worse. And I, you know, I actually had a job when my parents had to call up and call the client and say, uh, Hamish is struggling with depression really badly. Um, he's just going to have to take a break, and you know. Um, and I wasn't really living at home at that time either. So that was good of them to recognise that and try and get me some slack. But it still doesn't cut you any slack because at the end of the day, people are paying for something. So what brought that on? Like, what, 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 where were you? How did you get to that position there? It was just like, um, yeah, the frustration, the financial stress, um, yep. not being able to vent it and deal with it and, and not being able to... I, I think as tradesmen, you've got a bit of pride built into you. So it's it's you don't want to seek the help a so little this, bit. So this is a few, obviously, when you... like. This isn't when you first got the car, first other businesses. No, this is this six, is like twelve months six, in. Twelve, twelve, probably twelve months in. Right, things are going okay, okay. but then you realise, and you know, you realise that you've underquoted it, but you didn't realise it at the yeah. time, and you, the, everyone else has been paid, and there's nothing left. 
you know, and you don't realise your true cost of operation. And uh, anyway, so, you know, basically had some help to get out of that situation from the parents. Uh, luckily, they were in a bit of a position to do that, but I did go out west and, you know, to to the mine, well, to the gas field, sorry, and, and work my guts out there. Um, and at that point in time, I also recognised that I needed to learn a hell of a lot more about business. Like, I'd done a trade contractors course and it wasn't, you know, it really didn't help. Yeah, so I don't know if you want to talk about that, we can, but... Um, I, uh, you're talking Cert 4 in building? Yeah, Cert 4 in building was, there's very little that teaches you actually about how to run a business. You can be a builder, you can read the code, you can do contracts, but no one tells you how to put your overheads together, how to charge. And it's, it is very simple when you know how, mm. but no one's you know, able to teach that. And I think a lot of people are risk averse in teaching that as well. And the other thing that I find that builders, or well not just builders, but tradies in general, don't like going out and sort of owning that they don't know something. Oh, 100%. Like, oh. I know, always used I, to think I was dumb. <laughs> I was like, why don't? how come they know that? I don't, oh, man. I but I don't think they know either. Yeah, <laughs> but they don't. Everyone's yeah, learning on the fly, mate. Eh? Like they it's, are. And it's, it's, it, this is one of the things that aggravated me a lot is like, you know, even just in the processes of on the tools, there are so many different right, ways to do the same thing. And Absolutely. it's like, well, what's the best way? I don't know. Like, just should, just tell me how this is supposed to be done and I'll just do it that way. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It goes the same into, the, into, into business, but it's just, I think there's so many people out there just winging it who just don't know what the fuck they're doing. Well, it wasn't until I did my second degree. Um, I did the Masters of Business after the Masters of Construction Practice. And because I did that and I realised it still didn't give me what I needed. Mm-hmm. And... I realised that um, people in, in at the top were willing to admit that they didn't know something and that it was okay. And I went, oh, how about that? And then I just just started, opened a whole world, asking questions. I, like I've always said to my guys, like there's no such thing as a stupid question because it really isn't. Because the reason you're asking it is because you don't know mm-hmm. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it really changed how I thought about everything and how I teach as a tradesman as well, for yeah. sure. Yeah, like cool. Mm. But so yeah, well, I mean, it's credit to you for for going out and upskilling in that area because I mean, we we he- you hear it all the time, like mm. blokes that are just well, the <laughs> one of the other big ones is people that aren't actually haven't even structured it in a way where they're paying themselves a wage. Oh, I wasn't. They're just dipping into their company credit card on their, yeah. you know, when they go shop at Woolies. Yeah, no, hundred percent, absolutely. Suck. And, Absolutely. And, but, the, I mean, people just don't realise what they need to be doing. They just think, oh, well, there's a pot of money here. I'll just keep spending this. Yeah, that's right. And people don't realise they're actually sometimes working for wages if they're lucky. And a lot of the time they're not even working for anything. It's, it's not until that freight train stops and all the carts behind it just come slamming in. And that's what happened to me because I just lost the plot. So run us through that point where you had, you'd started your building company. Mm. Your, your parents had called up a client. They'd pulled you out and said you need to. Yeah, you know, so I got through that job. And then I, that was when I started doing my university degree. And, you know, I, I, I think really looking back on it, I was, I was seeking that, that knowledge and, and trying to just get through that situation. That was my way of dealing with it, right? But I, I, going to university was nothing. I was, I was always told I could probably never go to university. You, know, you will not make it. You won't cut it. It's going to be too hard. Anyway, so who was telling me this? Oh, I heard it from. Oh, what, look, I, oh, you know, you don't hear name, it, not no, name no. names, but in a general. Yeah, like, p- people just in peers close to me, and yeah, yeah and it, it's just like they they wanted to see me do it, but they just knew that I wasn't necessarily cut out for it. So, do you think that was more in terms of them past performance, not wanting to see you fail, or like Probably. being worried that you might fail, and sort of being protective of you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think they're definitely pr- protective of you because they know how much you struggled. 
preschool. And, but you know, what are you going to do? It's like... I needed to give it a go. Yeah. And I did. And I actually surprised myself because I wanted to do it. And I realised that doing a trade actually made... Like, I struggled with maths. But learning, you know, Pythagoras theorem for three, four, five to square things, suddenly I got better at maths, you know, running measurements. And I got a confidence from it. And the confidence is what got me through... We had an engineering component. I Look, I definitely struggled with that, but I got through it. And, uh, yeah, it, it just goes to show to all the tradesmen out there that you absolutely can do it. You really can. Like, get him down the barrel. Get him down, like, like, get him down the barrel. <laughs> there, honestly, I say this to a lot of people, right? People think that, you know, oh, I was born dumb. You were not born dumb. You may not have had the skills to do it, but you can learn. Yeah. Anyone can learn if they are willing to give it a you go. You've got to put your hand up. You do. You yeah. absolutely do. And you have to take that ownership and you really need to go for it because you, you, I've met people who have said, oh, I'm the stupidest person ever. And you watch them flourish in a couple of weeks of just giving them a bit of encouragement and letting them stretch themselves. Yeah. It's amazing. That gives me the warm and fuzzies. Yeah, That's was, hilarious. Uh, I can hear the passion in your voice and I can see <laughs> I you, do, buddy. I love it. Not sure whether to tell us or yeah, tell them or buddy everyone. tell everyone. Yeah, yeah well, mate, you, well, hopefully we get enough <laughs> listeners yeah. on this podcast <laughs> and you can. Bloody, That's yeah. cool. Good advice. Yeah. So that, um, back to the, the depression piece, did mm. that come about because of the work or was that already there? No, I had, so I think through school I had undiagnosed depression. Like I'd mm. been to psychologists before my parents had got me in. Like mum was really, really forward in that mm. um, because, you know, um, going, you know, knowing what um, other people in the family had, you know, gone through and how it's affected them, uh, she had been a front runner for that. So she's pushed me through and I got it got dealt with, but the psychologist I'd seen didn't give me enough. You know, it wasn't, and, well, I think also when you're dealing with, um, well, anyone, for example, if someone's going through a tough time, chances are the reason they're struggling with it is because they've never done anything tougher. So to them, that's everything. And if they can't handle it, it's because they haven't developed the skills to handle it yet. So it's that's how you build resilience, by going through it and getting out the other side, right? So I, I hadn't really got through that. Um, and then the depression, I got diagnosed at 18 after I came back from the Cape because I, 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 I copped some some tough times up there for sure. And my dad said, like, I've barely talked to anyone for about six months, really. It was just like, re- I'm a very talkative person. Mm. Very talkative. Mm. And so it was affecting me. Anyway, so um, it wasn't my first brush with depression at school. And, uh, yeah, I, I, um, I definitely struggled with it through school, but it wasn't diagnosed. Mm. Turned 18 and uh, I spoke to a good friend of mine who, very successful lady, and she said, look, you should go and talk to this guy. I've got it. I'm not ashamed of it, but at that time, you know, we're talking, geez, what was I? I'm 33 now. Like, we're mm. going back 17 years. Mm. And it wasn't, it was a bit taboo. And I had to get on these drugs. And they take about eight weeks to kick in. And you, you feel quite ill in the beginning. But eventually, you build up that tolerance. And it, it, it completely turned my world around. But what I realized was the drugs are still not the solution. You need to have the other half, which is working on yourself. And I hadn't worked on myself because I was too young to realise it. And that was really important because you can go to the doctor and get antidepressants tomorrow, but it will not solve your problems. Mm. You need to be ready it's a band to work aid. through that. It is. It's a definitely a band aid. And it helps. I'm still on antidepressants. I've been through a lot of antidepressants. I've been on huge doses of antidepressants at times. Um, but now I, I have the skills to, to work through those thoughts and to be okay with those thoughts. Everyone has these thoughts and they can get very graphic you know, and 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 you you think you're the, well, you, you think you're crazy, but you're not, and everyone has it, but you don't realise it because you're in that situation again. Yeah. So. Well, you only know what you know. 
Like, that's it. That's yeah. just, yeah, yeah. It's such a reoccurring thing. It is, yeah. So, and then obviously, when I got through this stuff, you know, like struggling with relationships, not having good ones, um, and just, you know, I've, I had very little self worth. Um, that was that definitely played in. Which once that happened, and I felt like I was useless. You know, I'm, I'm like, I'm a crap businessman. I'm, you know, I'm not that great at anything. It, you start. You, re- you you know what you say to yourself sometimes. People are brutal to themselves. Mm-hmm. Like people say things to people. Imagine what they say to themselves. So this is all happening while you you sort of gone out to the the gas fields. Yeah, going out to the gas fields, and I'm I'm struggling through it. And then I got made redundant, and then um and that really hurt. And you were already still trying to climb out of this financial hole. Oh yeah, you'd and it was helping. But I I yeah, like the company went out the door anyway. And then I had a series of redundancies. I got another job with a construction company, and I sort of got to the point and I, you know, six months in, about to get made permanent, they just pulled me down and they go, actually, you're being made redundant today. And yeah. that, that hurt again. And, uh, yeah, like, and I just didn't feel like I could make a go of anything. Like, I really felt really, really worthless. Mm. And it was really, um, it, then everything starts, you know, like the bullying at school, it comes up, well, I was told at school that I was worthless, mm. you know, and then you, you think you're worthless. So you have zero self-worth. So you start to kind of remember when you're already down, you yeah. start to remember all these things that keep reinforcing your, your current state of emotions. Being exactly. like, oh, that's a and it, there bit, is a thing of, bit of thunder outside. Yeah, I, was yeah, like, there's, I got a storm what? alert on the watch before. <laughs> Told me the, uh, the old Hector Pascals had dropped. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> I thought someone was strong. I thought Guardi or someone had the shits and was throwing something on the ceiling. Skip or something. Oh. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. We were just right. Sorry, in, listeners. We were just right in a deep bit. Yeah. But that, yeah, those thoughts that reinforce the way that myself. you think you already feel to right, you won't be on camera that bit yeah those thoughts that reinforce the way mm. that you think you feel just to justify it not to well know. it's you're, you're in a you're in a loop you're in a thought yeah. pattern and it, your reality is all you know and it may not be the actual reality so then the things that people say to you hurt more mm. and it just hurts and it just it just yeah it just drives you into the ground and they, it's a thing they, they actually refer to as learned helplessness mm. and you learn to become stuck in that pattern because you're not getting out of that pattern. A normal person would go, I've had a bad day, I'll get through it. Someone with depression, they just keep going through the loop. Well, this is like, I we met a guy yesterday, uh, guy, I'll keep him nameless because he, he doesn't know, but he, he was in a serious car accident and uh, he his lawyer actually um, wanted him to go see a psychologist due to the PTSD from the, um, the car accident. And he said a really interesting thing to us yesterday. He said, I went to the psychologist. I wasn't really wanting to go. It's like I went there and, you know, instead of him sitting me down and, you know, trying to march out what was going on with me, he just was showing me, like, the power of the mind. Mm. And, you know, he's like, you know, for the first minute, think of a pink elephant, right? All I want you to do is for the next minute, just think of a pink elephant. He's like, yeah, all right. Obviously, everyone can do that. And then he's like, now, for the next minute, I want you to think of anything but a pink elephant. And yeah. like, obviously, you can't think of anything else but a pink elephant. Landed he's in like, your head. And he's like, that is exactly, you know, what traumatic things are that happen to you or mm. any sort of event that isn't dealt with. Yeah, Like, absolutely. if you don't deal with that shit, it is going to be in the back of your head all the time. Yep. So, it needs to, you need to process it and get it out the other side. Which absolutely. Was, I was like, yeah, wow, I never heard it explained so mm. easily like that before. Yeah, and I, and I think initially, too, I was very reluctant to get on the drugs because I thought it actually changed me as a person. I'm like, you know, I'm going to be this... Zombie or robot. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. won't be me, you yeah. know, jovial and a good dude. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so, but it, look, it absolutely doesn't. 
Yeah. You know, if anything, it just rides out the lows. Mm. And, it, and I like to say, it's one half of the solution, but it's not the solution. Very interesting that you talk. I mean, it's awesome that you talk openly about this stuff, right? Mm. But uh, I, one of my cousins is a, a um, chemist. And I mean, I just, the, the amount of people who are actually on, you know, antidepressants Huge. is is massive. It's one of the most um, prescribed medications. Yeah, because know. it's an easy thing. Like, as it's in, if you're fix. a doctor, right, I'm a doctor, I have a patient come in, oh, right, it's going to be a lot of work to run them through a mental health plan here, just take a, take a couple of drugs and, you know, ship, ship you out. Because it is, it is easier. It's oh, a numbers it's thing. It's a band-aid. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean. But I think yeah. more importantly is the fact that the number of people out there who are actually struggling. That's what I mean. Yeah, know. but the thing well, is... this is it. Yeah. I think... That I look back on what I've gone through, and I know I'm not the only one. Oh. It's taken me a long time to get comfortable about talking this. Yeah. And um, But I, I think back to some of the guys that were bullying me at school and like giving me such a hard time. And I've sort of heard through the grapevine that they had a really tough life. Mm. So it was... Again, it was just them... Deflecting. It's the garbage truck. Yeah, they are. It's, and this is the thing. And as I got, like a friend of mine said in later life, a similar thing to the garbage truck. People put thing on a coffee table, and it's but it's it's on it's on you if you pick it up, you know. Yeah. Like put it down. You can pick it up, but you don't have to. So one of the yeah. most interesting things, yeah, that you talking about going through all that stuff, you know, on the gas fields, and you know, you know, at that young age and everything mm. you've done. It's real. It's so common for. Young blokes, particularly, because you're looking for your sense of, you know, purpose. In yeah, life, and who you are. Who you are. Yeah. Your sense of belonging, you know, your, just your, your, your role. You want to play a role in life and be useful yeah, and, and know that you can do that well. Yeah. And, like, that's all anyone wants is to feel useful Absolutely. and valued and, and be purposeful. And, and, and I think definitely you want a bit of recog- recognition. Yeah, for sure. Your peers no, no. to say <laughs> you're a... Good bloke, you know, hundred percent. Yeah, and that's yeah. and there's yeah. and there's absolutely yeah. nothing wrong with that. No, it's like everyone, everyone does need that. I mean, I think a lot of people will be, you know, probably say they don't, but like, yeah, the reality is, is that's that's what you do. Well, you find too coming into the workforce that you've come out of school where people are like, oh, that was a good job, you know, well done, and then there's none of that. Like the best thing you can hope for, particularly you know, on some of these sites and and places up north, is if you're not getting berated, then you are actually doing all right. Mm. So yeah, but I think like you know, that's wrong. Well, where like Dan and I, are, you know, I've got s- getting staff and stuff on now, and like it's going to be great because I've always wanted to be able to build that culture where that I didn't have. Mm. So it's sort of like you know, people when people do do a good job, you know, say it. That's a good, you've done a great job. Yeah. But all like, it's going to do is make them keep wanting to do more of that, and that's but it's beneficial for everyone, right? Absolutely. You know, yourself like, for them. All like my, during my trade, I couldn't have thought of. A, Ever, where I did a job, and there was like, oh yeah, that's a you know, you've I done never, a good job. I, c- I could say the same thing. I don't I, think I, I can't ever got told think I did a good job. Where that was ever, ever yeah. said, and yeah. you know, and I'm not saying that you know I deserved it. I'm no. saying that shit. Even some you know, a bit of positive reinforcement is yeah, uh, like call that for a reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like yeah. I mean, shit, mate. You know, it's and it, it and the other thing, it's not my, you know your God given right to be given praise no, or to be um, you know helped along, but. That does such it goes such a long but way to building that. Done that. It right, you know. Yeah, but like shit, or yeah. even just saying, you know, you, it, it may not be the greatest job, but you really put it, you put in some bloody good yeah, effort there, shot. mate. You know, yeah, good work. Again, yeah. to my point, all anyone wants is to feel valued, absolutely valued. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah and that's how you get it, you know. And I think it's t- completely fair enough. And you know, yeah, mm. I, I think 
Anyway, that's all. That's a good. That's a segment. That'll be that'll a short. Be, yeah, that'll a be a short bit. <laughs> I'll just put that there so you can <laughs> know where to clap off. <laughs> <laughs> so you were back from the gas fields. You've been made redundant. Yeah. So whole host of emotions. I'm I'm buying things to fill the void. Like what? So like a uh, new dirt bike. Dirt bikes dirt are dirt cool. Bike. Yeah, I love dirt bikes. They're expensive all the time. Oh, they're expensive. Put it on loan. No worries. <laughs> Because I don't have financial problems. <laughs> I thought we called them dirt squirters. Yeah, dirt squirters. <laughs> yeah, so like, you know, and that's all well and good when you're making money, but when you're that depressed and you can't work, it doesn't help your cause, does it? So you had the car loan, you had, you still had money owing on other jobs or something, did you? Yeah, I had to pay, I did pay some of that stuff out. You know, well, I did pay it out, yeah. And then you had, now you got the motorbike. Yeah, that's so right. So you're really yeah. just trying to fill voids. Yeah, what, definitely filling the voids. Was the psychology around it, um, I need this to make me happy, or yeah. hey, everyone, look at what I've got? No, it was like... Oh, that looks cool. That'll make me happy. Yeah, that'll make me happy. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, but you don't realize it at the time. But you're f- searching for things to fill that little void to like get that little rush and make you feel a bit better about I've it. I've never seen anyone in a car rat having a shit time, <laughs> unless you're not driving the car. <laughs> yeah, well, all those idiots yelling out of water jeep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so did I. I don't reckon they're having they're not having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no, it's it's interesting and um. Yeah, like once you start doing that, I think people, I reckon that's a real um, something for people to watch out for. If you watch someone who's just going along and then all of a sudden they've got just just buying everything, like going mad. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, 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 it's weird how it works. Is, this, is, is that like related to like how they talk about, well, none of us here would know, so this is a stupid question, no, but like the midlife crisis. Yeah, I reckon you know, it's probably where, a similar Where people thing. are buying like... It would have been like this in the 1800s. It would have been midlife crisis because everyone yeah, died like gone. 50, so yeah, right yeah. now. But yeah, <laughs> I'd be out buying like, swords and horses. Lucky we don't have the plague. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But, uh, but no, that is exactly yeah, what you're like saying. That's yeah. what I guess that's what people talk about. Well, it's you, like f- I like, called it my quarter-life crisis. Yeah. Quarter 25, losing it. Yeah. Absolutely losing my shit. Because yeah. I, I, I generally didn't feel like I was getting anywhere in life. I'm like, I'm 25, I've been working for quite a while now, mm. and i got nothing to my name, and um, according to myself, I'm the dumbest person on the earth because I've been told that. So it must be true, right? So what did you think that you were supposed to be doing? Like, if you were in that position there in a perfect world... Yeah, what was what, your perception what, of success? What was that? My like perception it, of success at that point in time was being able to pay for my own shit, yeah. being able to pay for rent week to week, yeah. you know, and, and being able to just... Um, have have a, a like from even just for me having a business that I could actually make money out of because I wasn't. I think that's perfectly valid. Okay, valid, yeah. yeah to want to be able to do those things. Everyone wants that, mm. but I was really struggling. I go through really profitable times and very unprofitable times. And was that mm. because of a lack of understanding of how to manage finances or how to quote everything? Everything, yeah. Everything. Like I was good at putting you know quotes together, but I didn't know how to you know come to my overhead and mm. the actual costs that go with it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So. Let's let's talk about you know sort of where you ended up. Yeah. So um, anyway, so ha- having a tough time, you know, sort of crappy relationship, and just everything welled up in me. And it, I I um I had started seeing a psychologist when I was on the gas fields and a psychiatrist. You know, so twice a week I'm seeing somebody and um, you know, getting the drugs and they put me on some pretty heavy stuff. And uh, I'm chatting, and then it's like you get to this point and. People are like, oh, you're doing a bit better, you know. You're starting to improve, and the the uh, you notice that the support is there, but it, it kind of drops away a little bit. And it, I think that's a really dangerous time for anyone going through this. Is I was happy, and I knew why I was happy because I had a solution. I absolutely had a solution, and that was to go and take my own life. And I couldn't. Th- it was the to me. I'm like, yeah, okay, my family would probably be sad, but a couple of years I'll get around it. 
Like it's that's that's genuinely is wrong thinking, but it is the thinking, mm. you know. And that's the only way forward. So you go, yeah, no, I'm good. So I went and saw my psychologist, saw my psychiatrist, and they're like, no, you seem to be doing a little better. But I, I do suspect they see that a lot, and they probably wonder. But yeah, effectively, I um I picked my time, um, and I yeah I went home and gave it a red hot crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was full on. So you really <sighs> just got to got to a point in in your life where you just, just couldn't everything see forward. You, yeah couldn't see the light. Just couldn't see the way out. You know, like how how do you get out of that that financial hole? How how do you feel better about yourself? Like if you you can't you know have a decent relationship, you can't make a dollar. You can't you know you do feel like a worthless piece of crap. So yeah, your sense of self worth. It was like PTSD from school. Like it was just this sense of it just everything caved in on me really heavily caved in on me and i you know it was really tough really tough i mean that like this is all like that decision like how long had you made that decision previous to 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 then you know oh definitely ideated about it for sure for you have some very graphic thoughts about how you're going to go about it and like what you're going to do and you think through the you know the staff and you know like it's um you, you do you get comfortable with the thoughts and that's where it gets quite dangerous because normally, you know, if you thought about, oh, I'm going to throw myself off here or do this or do that, you're not, you're going to go, well, that's, that's, that's scary. That's a terrible idea. You know, but for someone going through that loop, they're thinking this, this will be over and that's it. It'll be over. It'll, it's, and it's like, a, it's like a relief. You're like, oh my God. And what did you think? Did you think that was just it? It was just yeah. going to be black, black yep. space forever? Yeah, yep, pretty much. I didn't know what, you know, I mean, no one knows what's out there. I, I'm not a religious person, but I just knew that. Whatever I was going to was going to be better than this. That is um, so heavy, mate. Yeah. So you got to the point, yeah. So your yeah. your solution to you know a lot of the dramas you've been through through, through your life was just yep. to end your life. Yep, yep. And um, you know, it wasn't the first time. Like when you're young and a teenager, you probably have like stupid sort of semi cracks at it. And I had sort of done that, but it wasn't real. It wasn't like this time. This time was like, I, I one of the things is people who are talking about it. Look, you 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 do, you do never know. But there's the ones that don't talk about it, and that's dangerous, right? Because it just comes out of the blue. Because they're they're happy, and and they they bring, they they will put project this happiness, and this for me at least, and you know, yeah, no, everything's great, I'm going well, you know. That is a scary thought to think that, you know, when you, you puff, you sort of puff your chest out, and you're yep. sort of yeah, absolutely you're at peace with it. Yep, because you you're like you you're trying to get everyone off your back a little bit, and you know, and get through it, and be like, yep, cool, right? Now I've got my opportunity. No one's going to suspect it. No one's going to be there to catch me. It's going to be great. I think this might be a good time just in the chat to remind anyone listening that, you know, if these bring up any thoughts for anyone that, you know, they are loved and that there are services out there that they can access, you know, because you're here now and you are oh, alive and kicking. Couldn't and, be um, happier. And it's, yeah. um, it's, and it's well worth well mm. worth hanging around. So this is probably one of the heavier heavier conversations we have had. Mm. But it's this is the, this is the reality of, of, of yeah. what we're dealing with. So. Yeah. So um, I guess without going into the detail because it's pretty, it's not great, but um, you know, I had uh, you know, effectively, you know, gone through with it, and um, I don't know, I there's a wave of fear went over me, and I do think this. I mean, look, you you'll never know, but I'm I'm sure that people have been through this. Your your natural instinct is to live. I like. I've been whitewater kayaking down big rivers and I'm upside down. And I can tell you after a minute and a half about without any air, you are ready to live. It's, um, you know, it's just that fight mentality, fight or flight. And I, 
it came over me and, um, you know, I thought, I, 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 I don't even know what I thought, but I very luckily, and I, I trust me, I had made it so it wasn't easy to get out of it, right? Like it wasn't easy to get away from my situation. It was, it was good. And uh, anyway, I, the fear kicked in and I, I got myself out of that situation. Um, and uh, yeah, by this stage it was, you know, early morning and um, I just, you know, I, I just collapsed and cried and just, I was, I was an absolute mess. And uh, I, I think I did, I made the right call. Like I called my mum. Um, I said, mum, I'm really struggling. She could just instantly tell it's mother's intuition. She knew I'd been doing it tough, but I don't think she knew to the extent because I had projected that I was mm-hmm. doing better. And yeah, look, honestly, my family was around like a shot, you know, um, and I, it was the first time I've seen my dad cry. And I mean, like, really cry. Like, he was just so upset. He was gutted. And um, I didn't think I'd get... Um, he would have been scared. Yeah, I, yeah, that's right. I, I just... Um, I haven't really talked about it. But it's, it's hard to talk about still. Oh, mate. I, um, yeah. I didn't think I'd be like this because I'm, I'm pretty okay with it. Like, it's, mm. you know... And just seeing how upset my family was, at that point in time, I still didn't give a shit. Mm. I, was, I knew that I was sad and I'm like... but. For me, I was, I, was, I was also angry at myself that I hadn't, you know, managed to... Because there's just another thing that I'm shit at, right? Can't <laughs> even get that done, you know? And I know that sounds terrible, but... It's, Fuck, mate, you were in a dark place. Oh, it was dark. It was so dark. And I just... Yeah, and it, I, like... Then I got, you know, whisked away and, and watched 24-7, put on the, the worst drugs of my life. I, I literally lay on the couch for days. You were just dormant. I, I was awake, yeah. but I wasn't... I was asleep. You were responsive. Oh, mm. catatonic. Mm. Catatonic. I needed that. Um, and the thing about it, I've got what I would consider to be high-functioning depression because mm. less than a week later, I'm in doing exams at uni. But no one knows, you know, like, but it's it's a weird way to compartmentalise it. I've got to be honest. It took some working through, for sure. So it kind of didn't... Uh, it <laughs> It's obviously a traumatic event, but it hasn't hasn't hit home. It hasn't yeah, hasn't yeah. sunk in or hasn't like left. Because you just you honestly for f- like what I would say to people right is it does get better and mm. it won't get better immediately. It mm. it won't. It absolutely won't. You'd be lying if you said it did. But mm. it does get better, and you need to give yourself the time and you need to forgive yourself. You really do. You and you people are going to band around you and they're going to help you through. And at one point in time, like that's my rock bottom. I've hit that rock bottom, but now I can touch the bottom and I can push off and you're not going to push off hard for sure. And I just spent many, many months, um, you know, getting more help and just trying to find my life again, find my feet, you know, move back home. Yeah. Got, and yeah, look, it, was, it was definitely tough. I had some rough days and I still had thoughts about that. Mate, I, I want to, I'm interested, I'm intrigued by, you know, you're going and seeing psych psychiatrists and psychologists you know a couple of days a week and you still got to this such a dark point where you were you know ready to check out yeah was that were you sort of just going there i'm trying to explain this as in like just sort of just going yeah but you're sort of just like for instance like it's like going to the gym but you weren't really doing anything you're just sort of there and you're sort of telling people how i'm going to the gym yeah i really spoke through some stuff and i worked through a bunch of stuff but you're just I think sometimes you are at your wits end and nothing, you know, at that point 
is getting through to you. Like it takes time, and that's that's and you the other need thing. To, you, you, you need want instant you, solutions, but you need to want it. As in, like oh, you have to be you, wanting. Oh, sorry, you want to need it. Like you, yeah, you, you do. Know, like you, you want, need to have to make that change personally. And you obviously were not at that position. I where wasn't ready. No matter what they were saying, I thought I was it, ready. Yeah, but it meant shit all to you because you were just no. like, look, this is not me. Yeah, that's right. Because you need to get to that point where you are willing. Yeah. No one can drag you. No one can drag you to that. And I, I think people who've had that, you know, you think you're there supporting someone and they go through with it. Nothing you could have done could have stopped that. Yeah, because, you know? I mean, it's, it, it literally is up to you no it matter is. what. And it it's, is. you know, like, yeah, you speak about it all the time, no matter, like, and not, um, you know, people being in like, the severity of where mm. you were at, but just yeah. every day, you know, everyone's got mates. I think, oh, you know, Rock, I'd really love to help Steve-O out, but, you know, how do we help Steve-O? And it's like, well, you can't help Steve-O unless he helps, helps himself. himself. Yep. Like, it's just never going to happen. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, no, 100%. Like, 100%. I think that's so important out there because, you know, Dan and I, and you'd get asked as well all the time, like, how do I help someone? It's like, well, you just need to sort of be there. And yeah, one day they will come. Just listen. Yeah. Be a listening board. Because sometimes people, like, especially for men, like, we're, we're, look, none of us are great at talking about it. and But you just need to get it out. And if someone's having a whinge, generally there is something behind it. You know, there's, there's something that's going on and they need to get it off the chest. And it probably won't start as that, but it'll eventually come out. It will. Yeah, it will. And it takes time. Yeah. It takes time. So how did that recovery process look? Um, Is that... Lumpy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty lumpy. Um, what age? What age are we talking? 25. Okay. So just starting to find my, you know, my myself. And um, it was, it's funny, like, I, I, I don't know, I just, I got in and I, I got through stuff and... Life gradually improved. It wasn't brilliant, but it got better. Um, and I, I just knew in my heart of hearts that I never wanted to be there again. And that's when I was ready. I was absolutely ready. I was like, I never want to get myself to that position again. So I will do everything I can to not be there. Now, that's taken from then to now, right? Like, and it's, it's ongoing. Yeah, um, it's, not, it's not just, yeah. yeah just I, wake up, I yeah. can just like, Cut it off. That's yeah, we could. Let's roll on. You know, I mean, and that's people and people don't understand that it's like it's everything's a work in progress. Absolutely. Like know? I just started devouring um, books and, and and anything I could to find that nugget. I you wasn't know? expecting you to say books. I was expecting you to be chocolates or some. Yeah, yeah ice cream. Uh, I'm just eating Nutella yeah. ice cream every well, night. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. I, I'm. I am lucky that I've never had the the want or need to hit the drugs or the, like I probably drank a little bit and that wouldn't have helped. I'm pretty mm. cautious around that. Mm. Um, I, I like anyone I like a drink, but I know when to cut out. Mm. During that period, actually, I did have some absolute benders. Yeah. Absolute benders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And it, it just makes you worse. So it's, it's, yeah. It's that band-aid again, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so you started, you, yeah, your appetite for knowledge. Yeah, it increased. grew. It grew. Yeah. And then I, um, I, I, I ended up getting a job, would you believe, a corporate job. And look, it absolutely wasn't for me. It took me a long time to see that too. Um, Where, what sort of a corporate job? <laughs> it wasn't. I was me. an estimator. Um, an, an estimator. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So oh, look, it's pretty related. Yeah. Look, I actually, I wanted to get into commercial construction because I thought, yeah. oh, join the big boys. I'll learn what it's all about. You know. Unionize. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> not all that. But, <laughs> but I wanted to use my skills, and I wanted someone to coach me and be like, teach me all this stuff that mm. I thought I didn't know, but I did know it. I just. Didn't know how to apply it. Didn't know how to extract it. It hadn't all pieced together for no, you. It hadn't. It hadn't. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you've just got to figure it out yourself as you well. Yeah. yeah, you do. And um, and then like, so a bit prior to that, I got invited along to a party and I met my wife. Um, that night, great, that great, <laughs> yeah, great, yeah, same, great place to meet them. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, how you doing? Yeah, and look, it was really unexpected. Um, and um, yeah, like, like 
ha- having a stable relationship, at least I, I think stable relationships is very important anyway. You need your co-pilot. Yeah, you do. You absolutely do. And this was a girl I didn't expect to be able to. She's very mature, a bit younger than me, but mature. Um, it wouldn't be hard to be more mature than me sometimes. Uh, but um, I found it really easy to talk to her about everything. And I just didn't hide anything. I'm like, this is 110% me. Got to own your shit. Yeah, I did. And I'm like, and if, you know, if you're not prepared, well, there's the door. Yeah. yeah. So, and I didn't mean it meanly, but I oh, look, she's great. We're going to beat around the bush. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, mean, I was really, I knew that, you know, from obviously previous relationship experience that that wasn't the way to go forward. You know, like you got to, you just got to be there. You don't get in a relationship, I think, to change somebody. You get in there to you know, cohabit and then learn from each other. Yeah. And collectively go forward. Yeah. Mm. That's and, a good way. You know, it. she had her stuff to deal with and, and together we, we, we deal with it. And I mean, you know, let's paint the picture now. You're happily married. Got a, got yeah, a got son a on the ground. Yeah. I, I, honestly. Got like, a mini mutt. Yeah. Yeah. He's a legend. I love him. Like, and this is the other thing too. And I, I, it takes a parent to realize it, right? You, you'll hear your parents say, oh, you don't realize how loved you are. Yeah. You absolutely do not realize how loved you are until you have a child. Mm. Because this little thing comes into the world, and for men, it's it's not real until it hits the ground. I was saying to Ed before, when my wife gave birth, for the first time in my life, I was actually speechless. I didn't swear. Didn't I was just, I just wow, wow, <laughs> wow. You know, and this little fella turns up, and, and he's going what, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. He's like, what's wrong with you, mate? <laughs> Give me all sorts of looks. And uh, <laughs> anyway, um, turns out I was the father. That's a win. Um, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, um, yeah, and honestly, like, the love you feel for a child is, you know, it's it's different for the love you have for your wife, obviously, but, you know, it's amazing. It's so it's so good, and you realise how much, and how bloody precious you are. Because for you to get to this point in your life, do you realise the crap that your parents have had to put through to get you there, to keep you alive, you know? Lit- literal literally, poo. Literal yeah. poo, but yeah. literally, like, you know, no one brings a child up to have them die. Mm. No one brings a child mm. up to have them die. Mm. You just everyone is just so special, and I realise that more than ever. How it, precious life is. Yeah, even the worst person in the world is precious to somebody, yeah. right? You know, like yeah. we're all equal, we're yeah. all people. Yeah, that's oh, a great way to put it. Yeah. I mean, I, I just want to sort of go back to you know where you were and what you know now. Mm. You know how like what would you say to you to yourself back when you were getting into those, those dark positions? Thoughts. Um, yeah, look, that's that's a. I've never really been. Oh, like ma- maybe not. Like, what would you say not to say, yourself? But, but what like would you do differently? The, the change, yeah. the yeah. change in perspective and what you know. Yeah. Now so now I know have. that a thought's a thought, and it doesn't mean anything unless you act on it, right? So you can have that thought, you can sit with that thought, you can get comfortable with that thought, and you can let it pass. And now I'm very good at letting stuff go, really good at it. And I, I look, I have worked very hard at being able to let stuff go. Um, it wasn't me. Um, and yeah, you just, you do learn to also, if you see a thought train coming on, I've just trained myself. I'm like, oh yep, that's, yeah, no, no, that, that might be what I think is happening, but it is not the reality of the situation. Let's break this down. You're going to be okay. Right. You're all right. Yep. Right. I move on. So is that something that you do with other people as in talking it out with someone or is it something you're still doing internally? Internally. Yeah. 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 For sure. Like I've got my own internal monologue. Um, gets pretty interesting in there sometimes. <laughs> I think all of ours does. <laughs> yeah. Who would narrate yours? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> you can think about it. We'll get yeah. back to it. That's a harder question. That's than a harder the other question. One. Yeah. yeah. It'd be a good story. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, no, oh, look, 
definitely. And and obviously, I, I'm one of those people who likes to talk to people and flesh it out many times. And my wife will tell you that. She's like, stop banging on it. And I'm like, but it's just my way of getting it out. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's yeah, it's why, sorry to cut you off, Derek, but it's sort of ways that it's how you work things out. It's when you're talking, to, I'm assuming, like you, mm. you're talking it out. It's not so much so they can give you feedback. It's sort of so you can hear it coming out and then you're like, oh, now I know where I'm going and you find the answer within yourself. But Absolutely. you're just speaking it out loud. Yeah, it's one of those things too you learn when you, as you know, when you get married or you're in a good long-term relationship that um, I think, for, well, everyone wants to be heard, right? But as blokes, I'm a solutions provider. If my wife comes home with a problem, yeah. I'm like, oh, you just you just need to do this, this and this and this and that, that's it. Action it. Come on. Get it done. Whereas um, in that situation, you just want to be heard. Um, and it's the same, I think, for a lot of women. They just want to be heard. And I like, because I try to provide solutions to my wife. She's like, I just want to be heard. Yeah. Don't need your solutions. I'm fleshing this out on my own. But listen. Yeah. So I don't think that's really important. I, th- um, I mean, I, I think I was kind of thinking we'd probably talk about a bit more building stuff, but I think it's completely irrelevant. Yeah. We can say that. We can say that for Dwayne Pierce because this is far more important. I think uh, what I think is one of the biggest things we talk about a lot and one thing that I've discovered in this mental health space mm. is, I mean, what you were talking about it before about, you know, you got to, someone, you can't help someone who doesn't want to help themselves. No, you can't. How important for you has been the process of taking ownership oh, of everything you've been important. through? You know, like, you, you do have to own it. and But as I said, you have to forgive yourself. Mm. You really do. Like, you know, this this is something that doesn't define me. It's something that's happened in my life. From Looking back on it now, it's a speed bump in the road. But it's probably it's built a, a fair one. bit of resilience. Oh, yeah. But that's yeah. a powerful way of, uh, you know, forming that mm. and, and structuring that because yeah. it could it, it could be so, like, it, you'd be in your right to just sit there and just, and still Wallow be, in it. and just be like, oh. But that's learned helplessness, right? Yeah. But like, yeah. I mean, that's, and, and there'd be a lot of people out there that are going through that. Do. And look, it's very hard to get through. It is tough. Um, but you need to just know that, you can get through it. You need to just keep, try whatever works for you. You know, like I've tried a bit of meditation, a bit of cognitive behavioral therapy, podcasts and, and audiobooks for me is really good. I like to get right into them and I listen for hours on end. And for someone who can't, can't concentrate for more than five seconds, like you'd be surprised how long I can listen. Mm. So, so that yeah. was sort of get heading to my, my next question yeah. was sort of what do you do now to, to look after your, your mental health and well-being? Like yeah. what is your... Um, well, often my wife is like the only person I can actually... You know, go and see and give her give her a hug, and it she just calms me down massively. Yeah, and that's really important. I'd give you a hug. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it wouldn't be the same. But Get in here. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be but the I'll same. I'll take it. How do I'll you know? It. You haven't tried well, one we'll of my. We'll give it a go later. I'll let you know. <laughs> no, I don't want to anymore. <laughs> oh, come on! Don't be like that. <laughs> but yeah, so having that person I can go to, and she can just. Be there for me, you know. Yeah, really good. Um, I used so to she's your rock. She is my rock. Absolutely, mm. she is. Um, mm. I look. I talk to my parents a lot. Um, you know, they don't always give me what I want to hear, but you need to have somebody who tells the truth, right? Mm. You do. My wife will definitely tell me the truth for sure too. We don't. There's no, you know, no lying to each other. It's. I think you're an idiot. Okay, cool. Why? This is why. All right. Fair enough. You know, that's important. Taking ownership of that. Um, I. Take my do- well. I used to take my dog to the park a lot. She's getting a bit older now, and I'm also a bit time poor. But having a dog really helped me too, because you've got this mate who doesn't care what you are, who you are. You just they love you. They're the best of listeners. Yeah. Oh, they are yeah. absolutely like they. They just mate. You're the you're the you're the ducks nuts. So yeah, no, uh, having having a dog is really good. And then um, getting back to my my passions and and um, 
even just exercising and, and so now how I manage it is I exercise regularly and I, I make sure that I feel fulfilled when I'm doing stuff. You know, if it's not bringing me, I don't want to sound like Marie Kondo, but if it's not bringing me joy, I don't do it anymore. Marie right? Kondo. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so good. <laughs> yeah. Does just she say like, that? I'm, yeah, is that, yeah, is well, that a lie? If it doesn't birth? bring you joy, get rid of it, you know. Yeah, right. But I, look, I she's the bird it. that pulls everything out of your house and throws yeah, it out. Throws it out. Yeah. Min- min- Usually no, waste. No, she's a minimalist too. Mate, she doesn't feel that in my place. I've got way too many toys. <laughs> but um, yes, and that's that's why I like some of the sports that I partake in. It's a great community, right? Like, I'm into my climbing, as you guys know. I'm, you know, pushing for this, some of these big mountains, and I really enjoy it. But what I really, really like about it is you are stripped down, and you have to trust that person, and uh, you're going to be on that mountain together for the better part of 24 hours at at, at the minimum. You know, you better learn to like them. You have to trust that person in terms of mm. <laughs> tying knots, and you know, they're your lifeline. Putting everything in place on the way up, and you're switching positions and all that sort of stuff. Absolutely, and you build this trust in each other, and you become really good friends. Yeah, and um, and and you can talk about anything. It's really important. That kind of, I think, maybe that's like a, a bit of vulnerability. Yeah, absolutely, right? definitely vulnerability. Once yep. you strip yourself back, you sort yep. of there's no time for bullshit. Then after that, yeah, that's there. right. And I look, I I've been accused of wearing my heart on my sleeve, but you know what? I think if you own it and you put it out there, no one can blackmail you. Because you're like, yeah, that's me, mm. whatever. Mm. And I've, I've, you know, taken time to get comfortable like that. But that's it. Yeah, you're right. It is, yeah. it is a, a, a good way of doing it. You see it with, um, I'm pretty sure it was like Barack Obama did that. Like when he was sworn in, he was like, "Yep, yeah, I smoked pot when I was in high school." So if you're going to come out and bring that out, I've already admitted to it. Yeah, so here yeah. it is. <laughs> <Too> <laughs> D- done. Ta-da. Yeah, but yeah. No, it's, it is a, it is a good way of, um, of, yeah. of living it. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, just um, the exercise too helps me regulate myself i've been a bit slack this week i have to be honest but had other things going on so yeah and then and just just genuinely being open and honest with people i don't talk shit i don't lie because it always comes back to you anyway so <laughs> no point and but that and that continued i guess mental health journey do you still check in with you know a professional every every, every look, now and then or i talked to my doctor yeah. she's known me since a kid but yeah i i currently haven't felt the need to yeah um i will go and talk to someone if i need to absolutely yeah, yeah, i will yeah. um but I've got mates too. We check in with each other and we're, we're pretty good at doing it now yeah. because we sort of recognise this stuff. Yeah. And you, because this, the space in mental health has changed. Mm. People are aware that people have these issues and it's not uncommon because previously it was like, oh, don't tell anyone you've got depression. You'll never get a job again. Yeah. You know, no, I'll employ you. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the right way to go, you know. So it doesn't change who I am. You know? No, well, 100%. I mean, it's not, um, yeah. It's, like, this, it's this much of me. Like it's two parts of nothing. Yeah, but I think even more powerfully, powerfully, even more powerfully, good words, mate. <laughs> even more powerful is that it's just the fact that you've been through that, you've recognised it, you've owned it, and it's now, yeah. I mean, again, back to that resilience piece. I mean, it's it's kind of it. invaluable. It right? is like it's a life lesson I needed to learn. I probably didn't need to go that far, yeah. but you know. Yeah, you definitely uh, went to the edge. Yeah, for sure. And, to, for sure. and just to go back to that one line that you said about you having been to the bottom and, and you can now push off it. Mm. I mean, that is just so bloody true. Yeah. Right? And, I think and catch yourself too. You, you you see these patterns and you're like, oh, oh no, I recognise that. Mm. I know when I'm getting depressed because I, I can't get out of bed in the morning. You know? mm. And I'm like, oh, this, you know, all right, okay, I need to go and jolt myself, however that may be, and like go out and have a bike ride, go... Go go to the gym, you know. Go and give my little boy a cuddle, you know. Just see how great life really is, you know. And on the building side of things, interestingly, you know, you went through, you, you had your trials and tribulations yeah. as, as an apprentice and a young operator, but uh, 
What are you, the CEO of Hammered Constructions now? Yeah. What yeah. are you, the director? What do you like to refer to yourself as? I think title's not really important, to be <laughs> honest. But uh, look, yeah, you can call me whatever you like. Yeah, <laughs> and so that's going really well for you? It is. It's going really well. So having done the, the Master of Business, I realised that I do actually have some self-worth mm. and there's something there. And that allowed – that was my – what it actually gave me is confidence to be um, uh, probably vulnerable, really. And I'll, I'll go to my mate and I'll go, look, um, who's you know a particular expert in whatever, and I go, here's my numbers. Normally I'd be like, oh, you can't see my numbers, mate. You'll see how shit I really am. Mm. But if you can't be ready to own that and throw it out there, you won't improve, right? So you just, I started searching and and, and researching, and and it's it's growing, and um, I'm really enjo- I'm really enjoying it. And you awesome. you just um, recently engaged the assistance of big AK Anthony Coolman Red Apple Consultants did. in hashtag 456. I did, I did. I, so I met Anthony at university. And, and so that was a bit of business coaching for it your It was, yeah. And look, business. he really helped st- strip it back for me and, and put it in perspective, which was awesome. Um, yeah. And then from out of that, like that really helped set the tone of where we needed to go. And it then through that, I've, I've got some boys that I'm gradually co- coaching through there, putting them through being supervisors and like just watching them flourish from just being chippies to... And not, you know, obviously don't get me wrong, they're not just chippies, but like realising how great they actually are mm. and that they can do it. Mm. And people will be like, oh, that guy's a bit slow. But you're like, no, he might be a bit slow now, but you put the time into him, you watch. Would you recommend other other small business owners or builders out there go and, go and actually, you know, invest in that kind of help that you got from AK as well? Yeah, uh, look, absolutely. Without a shadow of a doubt, because yeah. like you don't know what you don't know, right? Yeah. But you do know that you don't know a lot. Yeah. So you, you need to know, you know, that's, and they, they Quote. call it, yeah, the Dunning-Kruger effect, I think it's called as well, like where, you know, confidence comes from people that have absolutely no idea what they're doing, right? They, true confidence comes from people that, like, you probably, you know, now you know that you don't know, mm. you know what I mean? So get out and find out what you don't yeah and find out what you don't know yeah Yeah. righto well absolutely financial education is super important who would have thought well that has been one of the heaviest chats we've had on this podcast there's no doubt about it but it's been bloody powerful mate I mean, it was, it's definitely a heavy chat, but it's like it needs to be occurring more because you know there's not there's far like there's far too many people out there who are going through or have been through such similar things, maybe mm. in different circumstances, but oh, everyone's stories, yeah, yeah. so yeah. different. Things. And I think the, oh, that's the whole purpose of us talking about this stuff on this podcast is yep. to try to normalise these conversations because it yeah. is it, it it actually kind of is normal, you know. You, yeah. like, you can you can get better from it, but it's normal for people to be going. And through I hear this it kind too, like people are like, oh man, I've never been through anything like that. I'm not, and I'm like, it doesn't matter because your situation is relevant to you, and mine mm. is relevant to me. It's not a competition, you know. It, it's only relevant to you, so don't ever feel like you can't come forward because someone else has been through worse. It doesn't matter. Fucking a, it doesn't I love matter. it. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I for one am bloody stoked to have met you at uh, at, at Brad's heart, at Brad Simber and Hardware. Yeah, it was good. And um, you know, let's keep. Here's too many more Brett's bows. Oh, Brett's yeah, yeah. Brett's bow. Brett's bow. God, don't tell Bill nothing that you bloody fluffed it. <laughs> but here's we uh, the 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 goal. The, am I allowed to tell everyone the goal about getting that flag on top of the? Absolutely, uh, go for on it. On top of Mount go Everest. Go for it because you know you put it out there. You have to do it. You can't. Oh yeah. Mind. Well, this is on the podcast. We've already now. put it out there. Well, do it. We might. There might be a little plan in place to get a trademark flag on the top of Mount Everest, but that's and if any other mountains. That's if you can navigate your way past all the rubbish that's supposedly on that mountain. Is oh no, they cleaned it up actually. A heap of dead, a heap of dead bodies. Oh, in, that's and, a hot and all sorts of stuff up there. But. Don't yeah, you'll have, to, you'll have to climb your way up there and stick that flag in. No, I look forward to it. really do. Hammer, yeah. thanks for your time today, mate. It's hammer. A, it took a... Yeah, hammer time. Hamish Hammer. Yeah. 
Thanks for your time, mate. It was bloody uh, yeah, powerful for you to share that with us. Yeah, and pleasure. we really appreciate it. And yeah. hopefully, well, not hopefully, I know it's definitely going to help yeah, people so. out there. So. Yeah. And let's get a lot more people talking openly like this as well because there's nothing like owning your shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. When you can get through it, life can be so great. You just need to realise it. Awesome, mate. Yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks so yeah. much for your time. Thank you, boys. Cheers, Good on you, mate. If you're a fan of Trademutt's 120 Grit podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Send us a message on Facebook or Instagram or shoot us an email at admin at trademutt.com.